0: Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of The Sports Phone. Jerry in Portland, Jim, back in the studio. We took two weeks off. We're refreshed. We are ready to go. Jim, welcome back. It's good to be back on the air.
1: Yeah. I went to the East Coast. Lived on Chautauqua Lake for uh, two weeks.
0: The East Coast. (laughs) Oh, wow. I feel like I started that sentence off very judgmental. I know you were ready for that. It's just a different vibe out there. That's right. Like, sure. I don't know, and I'm not saying it's better or it's worse, but my experiences on the East Coast, everything's going a million miles an hour and it's just a different vibe than it is out here in the Northwest. It's it's just well, a, and again, it's not better or worse, it's just very different.
1: The the thing that because of my lifestyle in in California, which was your lifestyle in California when you lived with us um is is the, the first thing that jumps out at me every time I go back home to the East Coast is where's all this fresh water coming from? How come they're not trying to save water? How, how come everyone's got sprinklers on? How come nothing's brown? Everything's green. The grass is green. Everything's green. There's there's waterfalls. There's lakes. There's so much mm-hmm. water. No one's trying to conserve water. And um, Anyway, that's the first thing I think of. I remember you saying it. We, we were visiting colleges in the Adirondacks uh, the Adirondack Mountains in the East Coast. And I remember you. we were driving, and there was a lake on both sides of the road, and you were like, jeez, no one's got water tanks around here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, so there's that. Yeah, it's, it's funny because there's that vibe, and then there's the other part of, of it for me where like I, I, lived in, I lived in Phoenix for six years. I live in a suburb of Portland. I spent a lot of time there. I've been in San Francisco a fair amount in my life, been in Oakland a fair amount of my life it's always really bizarre to me that with like the exception of San Francisco, I think maybe in there, if you compare like the big East coast cities to the, to Phoenix or Portland, they're just so much bigger. And there's again, just so much more going on that it it just is a whole, again, it's a whole different vibe for better or for worse, but you're back. Uh, glad, glad you had a good couple of, a couple of weeks on the East coast. Um, but we're back. It's, uh, when you're out of the the sports phone loop, how much sports are, were you paying attention to? How engaged with the sports world were you uh, before we get into the show? Give me give me a quick recap of how how engaged with what was going on in the world were you over the last two weeks? A couple
1: of a couple of big events happened when mm-hmm. I was gone, and but I didn't have access, or uh, I took a break from. I think for the first time in like the last three years, I didn't watch SportsCenter every morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I never. I, I but I'll tell you that the stuff that I was following um, was on the national
0: news. Yeah, didn't didn't <laughs> need to be on SportsCenter to no, or so, didn't need to watch SportsCenter to get to get those updates.
1: No, the yeah, two yeah, big sure. ones, you know, Sarver yeah, we'll, uh, and and um, yeah. the the Celtics coach. We'll talk about those a little bit later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely get into both those. Uh, let's uh, let's
1: remind people, you know, I, w- I was wondering, I was just asking you before we got on, Jer, is um, how many people turned on the radios, you think? Like, you know, from all over the country, we're getting calls now. And, and uh, how many people turned it on and said, oh, that's too bad. Sports phone's not
0: on tonight. Maybe well, no." Well, <laughs> if, they, if they did that, they didn't listen to my announcements that we were going to take the next two weeks off. That's
1: true. That's true.
0: Ah. Yeah, those ah. are the people that,
1: those are the actual people that would know. Oh, and, and, and by the way, before we move on to, to explaining what the sports phone is, let's do a couple pitches here. One right now, the yep. quiet drive starts tomorrow. We're not going to get to, <laughs> say that's sort of funny, it, pitching's hard when you're running the show. I, I, I'm amazed at the, the staff's um, tenacity and their, what do what do you call it, their consistency with pitching over the the, 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 the uh, seven days of the um the loud drive. But the quiet drive, um, we'll, we'll do another one next week. But let, let's just mention it, even though um, we're not going to get to do an on, on-air drive because uh, they're going to stop pitching around uh, 6 or 7 o'clock every night. But, it's uh Public Radio has been good to us. And they're, they're building a new station. Um, the good news I heard is the building permits were passed the architects and the engineers got got the plans for a high-tech station over in ukiah and uh they've been submitted to the county and the county passed them so we're talking building begins mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's uh, it's been a long time coming for sure it's well, uh, well, something that everyone's been waiting for for a while
1: let's remind people of what we're doing here
0: yeah, absolutely. So if you uh, if you forgot how the sports phone works because we haven't been on for two weeks or if this is the first time you've listened to the show, uh, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. So Jim and I are here as fans of sports. We uh former athletes, uh, coaches. We've been around sports our whole lives. We like to spend this one hour a week uh, opening up the phone lines here on KZYX and giving you, the listeners, the opportunity to talk about whatever you would like to talk about uh, in the world of sports. It can be historical stuff. Current events, questions, topics, uh, quizzes, whatever you want to do, as long as it is sports-related, give us a call. We want to hear about it and talk about it. The number to call to do that is 707-895-2448. You can give us a call if you've got anything going on in the world of sports that you would like to talk about.
1: All right, Um, hold on. Hold on here. I'm interrupting. Okay. You can call me a former college athlete. A former pro athlete, former high school athlete. You can't keep calling me a former athlete. I'm still an athlete. All right, fair enough. Sure, fair, sure, <laughs> sure, fair enough. We're
0: we're formal uh, competitive
1: athletes. It, uh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah,
0: okay. sure. Uh, that's fair. No, that's that's fair. I'll I'll, I'll take right. that. right. Uh, um, I've earned one other. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I would say one other thing um, that Jim and I have kind of taken a new approach to um it's not that we are not covering local sports we've just kind of changed a little bit of our approach of how we're doing it um if you are a local on a local sports team that's playing in the fall local be in the high schools or the middle schools or anything like that you're a coach you're a player you want to call and talk about how your teams are doing we really do encourage that uh we like i said jim and i still have all the intentions of covering local high school sports we're just going to do it in a little bit different way um where we're going to focus on things as we get a little closer to the end of the seasons, instead of focusing it on the beginning of the seasons, let it get a little bit closer to playoff time before we kind of dive into that. But that doesn't mean we don't want to hear about those things. Um, If you are again, a coach of a high school team, if you're a player on a team, if you've got anything you want to talk about for local stuff, uh, absolutely give us a call. And again, the number to do that is 707-895-2448. Yeah. I work,
1: I work with one of the uh, two coaches of the, of the Fort Bragg volleyball girls volleyball team. And, um, I keep thinking she's going to call and tell us about her team. Fort Bragg Volleyball is on a rebound, here. They they were, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's probably a lot of teams in this situation, but because of where I work, I'm always keeping updated on Fort Bragg um, Volleyball and Fort Bragg Football. Yep. So, uh, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. how about the, uh, trivia question of
0: the week? Yeah. So we're getting back into it. Uh, so Jim and I were continuing our trend of having a weekly trivia question. So if you've got the answer to this question, feel free to give us a call. And again, the number to do that is 707-895-2448. We'll start taking phone calls as soon as we get the trivia question out of the way. Uh, I, I tried to figure out the right way to word this question because I wanted it to be fair, but I also wanted it to be a little bit challenging. So Here's how I'm going to word this question. You're going to word it? Yes, I'm going to word this question.
1: Okay, go ahead. So,
0: on September 14th, 1990, the Seattle Mariners played the then California Angels of Anaheim, which is still one of the worst names for a sports team ever. Um, But on September 14th, 1990, the Seattle Mariners played the California Angels of Anaheim. I simply want to know, and and there might be more than one thing, but there's... One major thing that stands out about this game, I want to know what the significance of that game was.
1: September 14, 1990, what happened in the Seattle what? Mariners game. And um, it's really special, Joe.
0: There, there, there yeah. can't be anything that's going to uh, I think I think – leave it at that. I, I don't think we want to say too much. I don't want yeah. you to let something out. You've already given away the answer to one quiz question by mistake. <laughs> and no. I I'm also
1: I'm also want to add that, I, you know, since we've been doing a sports trivia quiz – We've gotten other people calling up with their sports trivia, and I, yeah. I like having more than one on on the, on the table at a time. So if you got a question. 707-895-2448, 707-895-2448. If you have an answer to ours or you have a trivia question, give us a call. Phone yep. lines we'll are open. Sure
0: to, we'll, yeah, we'll be sure to re-announce it. we kind of well, not re it, but we'll sure we kind of reintroduce it one time or one or two more times if nobody does call with a guess, just to make sure you heard it. Uh, but yeah, phone lines are open, as Jim said, 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about in the world of sports. Jim, with that... I'll let you look at the menu and pick a topic. On this day in
1: 1908, we're talking about 925, 1908. Ed Ruleblock, he's the only, I think it's the only person ever in pro baseball. I'm I'm assuming it's pro baseball. He pitched a doubleheader shutout. Now, Nowadays they barely let a starter go five innings. They can have they can have a no-hitter in in a five or six innings and we have all these specialty pitchers now, the ones that the mid the mid something and then the closer and then the starters. This guy pitched two complete doubleheader games in 1908, Ed Rublock. Joe, that's
0: changed. Oh yeah, it's changed. I mean, <laughs> like you said, the, the if a starter goes five innings nowadays, he's done his job. Uh, it's interesting, just for me. I think from the perspective of I watched a lot of softball uh, growing up, or, or in college I watched a lot more softball than I did baseball. So I've seen plenty of softball pitchers throw doubleheader shutouts in like in two games. Um, but baseball is just a different sport, right? It's a it's a Un, from what I know, it's an unnatural arm motion, as opposed to softball, that is a natural sure. motion. I um, saw a guy. I saw a
1: guy pitch four no hitters in softball in one day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, caller. It's, you're on the air. This
2: is Tim from Moscow, Idaho. I'm going to give a guess on the Mariners quiz.
1: Uh, Go for it. Go for it. I'm going, to, I'm going to say that was the day they won their 106th game. Is, is that, well, first of all, is that true? <laughs> Do we know that for a fact, that they won their 106th game on September 14th,
0: 1990? Chair? So, Tim, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> that could very well be true. It's nothing it is, compared to it ours. Is, it, it is not what I was looking for, um, and there is something I would say I that is, I, I think for for the sake of something that that is not going to happen again or be very <laughs> difficult for it to happen again, I would think what I'm looking for is is uh, is is more specific. And so the 106 wins could be correct, I'm, but it is not the answer I'm looking for. I'm, I'm a loser. All right. No, not at all. Keep, <laughs> not keep,
1: phone <laughs> phones ringing. Uh, Tim, listen up. Give us a call back later, okay? Thanks, Tim. All
0: righty.
1: Hello, you're on the air. Not at all. You're on the air. Hello.
3: Hey. Uh, I just wanted to throw out there Jim Thorpe.
1: Jim Thorpe. Uh, that name's been on this show a lot. What do you got about Jim Thorpe?
3: You know, I just, I heard a show a while back and it just, uh, it was on the, I think it was on the, one of the Native American, you know uh radio shows it was just highlighted how much he had done Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sorry to not put highlights out there but he was uh highlighted as one of the most athletic people ever by ever (laughs) yeah so sorry but thank you not not to Put the highlights out there, you know, not uh, any of the specifics here, but he was literally by uh, some of the, like a prime minister said he was literally the most athletic person he had ever seen. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. so I'm sorry for not putting out the specifics here.
1: Yeah, I, I but, remember the first time someone brought up Jim Thorpe.
0: Is this fair, Jarek? It was new to you. Yeah. So, so that that was. This is kind of like to recap when this when we t- this came up the first time. I think it was you know three four weeks ago. The only reason I knew Jim Thorpe's name was because there's an award in college football named after him. I think it's for the best defensive back in college football. I had no idea. Everything else that Jim Thorpe had accomplished, all the Olympic stuff uh, with the decathlon and the me- the gold medals and yep. things like that. Thank so you. When, right, because yeah.
3: he had not been recognized for a long time. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So when that story came out, all of a sudden I realized that, oh, this guy that I just knew of that was a good college football player, there was a whole other part to him that I was totally unaware of until that came up, until that story came up. Thank you. Mm. Thank yeah. you. That's uh. You got anything else for us?
3: Um. Honestly, no. I'll, I'll take it off air. But thank you for the acknowledgement and because it's a Native American who who was one of the best athletes who ever existed.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and um. Jared, the, the the thing that um. The the thing that I always get with Jim Thorpe when I have time to. To, to think about it is nowadays sports are so, so, so specialized. I mean the basketball players start playing basketball in AAU when they're in like a third grade. The baseball players start playing on travel teams. The soccer teams start playing AAU and travel teams when they're like three years old. And they they stick with that sport and and i i think it'd be hard to do what jim thorpe um, did uh, now because sports are so specialized he like played every sport did every, did at running events jumping events football basketball he did it all um 707 8952 448, give us a call. We've got a a uh, question about the Seattle Mariners on our quiz of the day. What happened on September 4th, 1990? 14th, 14th. September 14th. 14th, 1990. Hello, caller.
2: You're on the air. Hello, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Hey, Vince. Hey. We're back. How's it's good to you? hear your voice.
2: Oh, there's there's no word to describe <laughs> Actually, what it felt like to hear the music (laughs) tonight—I was so happy. I tell you. So uh, I don't have a guess uh, for your question, Jerry, but I got a corkscrew of a question for you. Oh, good. Yesterday morning, before the football game started, there were five college blue bloods that were all three and zero for the first time ever uh, in college football. Can you name those five schools?
1: What's blue bloods mean?
2: Traditional powers.
1: Oh, okay. I and really, you can, you can
2: actually say, I think it's five. It might be six, but I'm going to go with five.
0: I can name two of them with confidence, because two of them are Kansas and Kentucky. Um, yes. Yeah. Other the, three? Uh,
1: and did you say they were undefeated, Vince?
2: They're all three. In, they're, they're no longer all undefeated, but they were all, you know.
1: You're fading in and out
2: same time was the first time that all those schools were 3 and 0 together uh, and they're their big
0: college traditional powerhouse Dude, I, I got nothing and you, you I, do ha- you do have two of them you have two yeah of them. i i know i know kansas and kentucky are two of them because in in the in the circles i run in it's a big deal because it's like it's that joke of wait basketball schools are not supposed to be good at football like that was the, the, that's the only reason i know that Kansas and Kentucky are undefeated because they—they're they're not usually good at football. Like all, and the, you know it's usually you have to wait till the winter to get interested in in watching those schools. Um,
1: you the know, other I, three, I have, I have no idea. Well, I'm—I'm—I'm going to guess Vince, just because of the word blue bloods. You know me; I don't really care about college football, but. Right. You're talking about blue blood. You're talking about teams that traditionally win. I'm going to guess three and see if I can get any of these right. I'll go with USC, Alabama, and somebody in Texas. <laughs> and any, any of those? No. Oh, too no. bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, when so I think I'll, football, I'll,
2: I'll yeah, but you have to think about basketball powerhouses, Jim. You had the right idea if you just think about basketball.
1: But, no, I was uh, I'll thinking skip that for now. All right. Well, um, should we leave that one on the table?
2: Leave it on the table. I'll I'll, I'll call back or text you guys. But so, uh, if you don't have a caller, I have uh, another topic I'd like to throw out there with multiple little ad libs to it, if I may. We're good, Jer. Okay. So first off, we both have, or all three of us should appreciate what uh, the way Albert Pujols and our Aaron Judge are pulling the bats out of the bat barrel like an Excalibur and stepping up to the plate and making history right now. On that, with Aaron Judge, if he breaks Roger Maris's record as a Yankee, do we isolate him as the true home-run champion, considering the fact that we all really do believe that Bonds and Sosa and McGuire <laughs> use steroids? <laughs> Number two, with Albert Pujols, do we even remotely use the word steroid? Or HGH or anything with him with his age and his all of a sudden reoccurrence to make this run to 700. Do, Throwing those out.
1: And and there's nothing been reported about Judge or Pool ever being involved with, uh, with drugs or storage at that
2: point? Bl- yeah, I'm not saying Judge, just because his history doesn't prove that. He's, he's actually been injured a lot. I, I don't really think you could say no one's doing steroids, but I'm not going to lump him into that era. But Puholtz came from that era and has Hmm. all of a sudden found this youthful energy to make this spirited run to 700. And not once is anybody mentioning, outside of Max Kellerman, the word Hmm. steroid.
0: So it's funny. I, I was joking about this with a buddy of mine last night. We. I basically made. The, I. I don't know. I have no reason to think he is or is not. But I made that joke. Like, me, he just, did he just juice up for the last half the season so he could get to seven hundred? Kind of thing. Seriously. Um. I. I don't want to accuse the
2: guy, and I'm not. I'm just saying it's odd that he's the last. Like he's the last lingering member of that era, and it's not even being thrown out there.
0: I. I wouldn't surprise me. But again, again, that's because he's from that era. But I, I, it also wouldn't surprise me if he's got if he got hot and made one last run. Because I've always for kind sure. of made the argument that athletes that know their time is up can put it together for a short period of time and kind of go back in time, back to a, not maybe their peak level, but close to their peak level for a very short period. So. Maybe no, that's wanna, the situation with Pujols right now.
2: Yeah, I want to believe that, too, because I think Pujols is one of the guys who escaped that era without ever really being right. tied into anything. So I want to believe that. And for me, I will isolate Judge and say that he's the true homeland champion if he breaks Roger Maris's
0: record as Yankee. The, the, the funny part about that, Vince, is... Uh, the word "if" because I, I was thinking about that because every so for context for listeners if they're not big baseball fans Aaron Judge is a, is a couple home runs away from breaking the New York Yankees single season home run record and he's I think he needs one to tie two to break it. Uh, the thing that I find really interesting about it is just how he's he's kind of cooled off a little bit since he got to sixty and. and It's impossible for him, in my opinion, to like, for him to say like, oh, I'm just going up there taking every bat, no pressure kind of thing. It's like, you know, he's thinking about it. Like he's, he wants it over with so bad.
1: Before I take this next call, Jer.
0: You know, I watch highlights all the time. Oh, do
1: we, do we lose Vince? Uh, We lost Vince. I I actually um, um, lost him by mistake. And the same time someone else called. Um so we have, we have call caller on on hold, but I wanted to say, um, I think Vince can really relate to this because he likes baseball. I've watched I've watched almost every one of Aaron Judge's home runs because uh, my access to sports right now is Sports Center, right? And I watched Babe Ruth. I've watched Hank Aaron. I've watched Barry Bonds. I've never seen anyone with a more perfect swing. I I can't yeah. believe yeah. it looks like he's. You know how some people are hitting for it looks like he's. Taking a nine iron and just pitching the ball onto the green.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> To finish that point real quick, because I didn't realize we had lost Vince. The point I was getting to there was like he. So Judge has kind of tapered off a little bit the last three or four games. He's not hitting the ball that well. Yeah. And it, I, I just was thinking about it in the sense of. It's impossible for that to not be in the back of his mind. Even though he's like, "Oh, I'm in it for the team. Oh, I want to, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. want to just, you know, get wins. It'll happen when it happens." But he wants this over with so bad. It's because it's it's the same thing where like when a team's on a big winning streak, like, "Oh, we're just thinking about it one game at a time. We're not thinking about what's in front of us." I've never bought that for a second. It's like <laughs> it's impossible not to think about it when you're chasing a record so I, you know he wants this over with t- I, just so he can stop thinking I had
1: 48 it. points in a college game once, which set the school record and there was 4 minutes left and I got taken out <laughs> <laughs> I wanted 50
0: right exactly hello. Like, yeah, you knew, <laughs> hello, you knew on what the air. What's going
1: on Call
4: hello hey. gentlemen it's been a while is
1: that Burton? Yeah.
4: it is indeed
1: oh that's nice
4: and, and it's really funny uh it's odd that I should be able to be the guy to come up with the answer for the trivia question, so I don't know. <laughs> I could be I could be way off base. Okay. Okay. I have a feeling that this has to do with two home runs that were hitting that game.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay.
4: Back-to-back homers by father and son,
1: Griffey. Oh, jeez. Geez, Jerry, stall here for a second. Stall, this, stall, stall. So Burton, this stall, is Jim forgetting way.
0: to cue up the bell for the uh, correct answer. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that is ben correct.
4: Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. both hit home runs for the Mariners. They lost the game, but they set this strange record that may never ever have a chance of being repeated in yeah. in 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 the game.
0: I and not and not only did they hit home runs as you said it was back to back too it wasn't like a right, one, after the, game, other. one exactly. after the next yeah yep. and, and it's funny because yep. what what made me kind of find this and thought about it as a good an interesting quiz question was in basketball right now LeBron James is kind of he's hinted a lot at he's trying to play long enough so he can play with his son. Who can get into the NBA? I think in the next two years, it'll take about it'll take him two more years for his son to be eligible to get in the NBA. And he's talked about how he's hoping he gets to play with his kid, and that's what kind of made me think about this quiz question because it's 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 bizarre. You need a very bizarre set of circumstances to get a father and a, and a son playing in the same league, let alone on the same team. And and then the, well, you know, go ahead. It's
4: funny because uh, I was thinking about the host of the show and the father and son thing going on there and i thought yeah wait a second wait uh, a second there is a funny thing that happened and I, I had to really think about it for a minute and then after i already kind of thought it might be i i googled griffy and i went it's that it's that date that's it so there you
1: go <laughs> well that's yeah. that's cool i it's funny i never thought about the father and son thing i mean it, i mean i think about it all the time because i you know I talk to Jerry every day, at least once, and uh, now that you mention it, Burton, I'm going to ask people out there, how about your father and son's stories? I, I coach every minute of every game Jerry had in uh, in college, I, I mean in high school, and a but middle, that's not,
0: and a middle that's school. Not, that's not rare, though. I don't think it's that's rare true, for a father true. to coach his son. The, like, what's the closest we came to playing in the? The closest we came was like open gyms when I was sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, we before, we ended up when, on the same team when I still had two hips. Yeah, we were never we never played an organized game with actual referees on the same team together. Huh? Yeah, we just yeah played played play a little bit
1: well, on I, the. Sh- I, I, <laughs> go ahead, Burton.
4: Well, uh, uh, I think it's funny that you weren't ready with the bell there. There, uh, <laughs> Jerry, because you know it, it's an obscure stat that why would Burton know the answer to this? But um, one thing, one thing that you know over the time that I have listened to your show, and I'm I, I used to be one of those people to say, oh, I dig the show, but I don't dig sport. Well, I don't really not dig sports. I just don't follow sports much, and I don't call myself a jock. But I look at my tendencies over the years and how i have tried to be athletic and try things and tried to get out and stuff like that but then i did recall at some point in the listening to your show kind of history that when i was junior high school age i did play some some you know saturday organized basketball games and for a while my father was the person there that was coaching our team
1: and what um Mm -hmm. what level what what i mean what you said you were in middle school age. What kind of league? Yeah. What kind of league was it? Do you remember? If it was, I do not. Yeah. I just
4: remember that it, it was on Saturday. It was pretty casual, and and the day was always over. The day, the, the sports day was always complete by two in the afternoon. I'd
1: say. What city was it in?
4: This was in the San Fernando Valley. It was in Granada Hill.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's. I I grew up a long way from that, and I think we're the same age. We've decided, Burton. Yes, yes, same year, right. Same year. Hmm.
0: All right. Anyway, Thanks a lot, gotcha. Burton. Good st- good right, stuff, bye-bye. Burton. Got the quit. That was a good question, Jim. I'm I am i gonna toot my own horn a little bit here. I'm proud of that question. <laughs> I thought, I thought I we've think had that's some the, good I, ones. Yeah. We've had some good ones. We've had some so so ones. That was a good question. And and the the other thing, like, I didn't just kind of pull it out of nowhere that this happened the the uh, anniversary of it was eleven days ago. Like it, it's so. Th- I thought of it when you guys were on when you when we were off the air because of when it happened. Um, I also have the answer to Vince's question uh, from earlier about what the, the the blue blood kind of traditional basketball powerhouses that were all undefeated in college football going into this week. Uh, so I can give that. And they're they're not all whenever. undefeated anymore. No, not anymore. But going into this weekend, they They. Uh, so going into this weekend, six traditional basketball powerhouses were all undefeated in, uh, in football. Duke, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Syracuse, and UCLA. I've never even heard Duke and football mentioned in the
1: same statement.
0: Yeah, Duke was really bad at football for a long time. And then if you go back to like 10, 11 years ago, they invested a little bit in the program, and they're still not like a powerhouse, like at a national championship level or anything. But they're a respectable football program now. Hmm. Year in and year out, they usually have a winning record.
1: On on September uh, uh, or uh, oh, September, we're going we're going all the, we're going back here. Hey, um, I only got one out, and then the phone started ringing. Well, has the moment passed, or are you just going right back into it? I'm going right back into some good things here. 1934, Lou Gehrig played his 1500th consecutive games and you know that's like the one in 1908 with i mentioned the, the pitcher that pitched two complete you know games in the same day at a, at a double header and how rare that was nowadays because we're so specialized think of lou Gehrig, who doesn't take a break in 1500 games nowadays you know what's
0: you know what's crazy about that also is <laughs> the, the record for consecutive games is more than a thousand more over that Pl- really yeah, yeah. Is Two, it like Pete Rose or somebody? Cal Ripken Jr., 2,632 consecutive games. Wow. Wow,
1: yeah. 1955, Al Kaline. You ever heard of him? Al no. Kaline, Jer? Baseball no. player? No. He was the youngest batting champ. He won it oh, in 1955. The season ended, and Al K- Kaline was 20 years old. He was the youngest batting champ. Now, you know more about... Minor league baseball. I don't know how strong it was in 1955, the year you know I was one year old,
0: and um, I know it existed. And the only reason I know it existed was because in the 40s, when Jackie Robinson came into the majors, he started with the Dodgers. No, uh, oh, geez, minor league affiliate.
1: So what I was getting um, when I, I was getting at is. Um, you Vince would have the answer to this if you didn't chair. Is how rare how rare is it now for a twenty year old to be even be in the majors, let alone reading? Uh, don't doesn't it usually take a little longer than that, or, or, or is there a lot? So,
0: of- oh boy, we're going to get into into the nitty gritty of baseball here a little bit. So my understanding of it is like it's very rare that you're going to see someone that young in the majors for the whole season for. Because, you know, yes, they want to keep them in the minors. They want to develop them a little bit. You will see them get called up right around now for whatever reasons. I think it has something to do with, and again, we're, we're getting really into the, the, the details of baseball here, but I, I believe in September you're allowed to expand your roster and have more players on your major league team roster than you are the rest of the year. So you will see younger players with a lot of promise get called up for a short period of time but i think you are correct in saying that there aren't a lot of 20 year olds that are in the majors you know for every I I think every, more, in, For every game of a, of a full season. I think there's more 20-year-olds in the
1: NBA that are even starting than there are 20-year-olds in, in, in Major League Baseball. That's just a, a guess of mine. Sure, sure, um, sure. And last one, I had to say this one. This is one of my favorite of all time. Sach, how, how can you have a highlight list without Satchel Page if you're talking about baseball? And this is another. At age 60, he pitched three scoreless innings in, in in Major League Baseball.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's, I don't That's, know why. Uh, That one just jumped right out at me. 707-895-2448. We don't have a, uh, any... Uh, all our questions have been answered. Vince's questions have been answered. Our questions have been answered. Should I pick a topic, Jer?
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got distracted because I wanted to see who the current oldest... Baseball player in the major leagues is. Oh, who uh, is it? Huh. It, it, oh, it's Albert Pujols. He's forty-two. He's forty-two. Not yeah, yeah this guy's 42, 60. not sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was just curious what the what the comparison was.
1: Well, he he'd he'd be hitting a lot of home runs right now if he could pitch against some sixty-year-olds. Yeah, <laughs> if he could yeah, bat against absolutely. some sixty-year-olds. Yeah. Um, a, a, a couple of current events, Jared, Let's just mention them. I know you know. I, I don't tell me you're going to go to drink of water when I start talking about tennis. Um, okay, I will, I'll just go do it. I won't tell you. <laughs> Federer and Nadal, or uh, Federer played his last match this weekend. You know, I, I was in um, in New York with my mom for the last, you know, two weeks, and she has the tennis channel. I mean, she's got tennis on all the time. You know, you ever been to someone's house that, that really loves golf and, and the golf's on all the time? Well, that's like my mom with tennis. Um, Fed- it was very interesting I don't know where this came from I-, I thought it should got more maybe it got more news than I think and I was on the road but um, F- Federer played his last professional match last weekend he did it playing doubles with, s- with one of his peers Rafael Nadal did yeah, you know that, Jerry? Yeah. did I- everyone know that?
0: what, that it, that it was doubles? yeah, and that he played with N- Nadal yeah, it also didn't really look like it was in much of a tournament. It was For, called the Laver Cup. I don't. Even right. It, it, yeah. It didn't. It didn't look like it was. You know, I'm not. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying it didn't look like it's not like he was Serena going out in the U.S. Open kind of thing. No. No. Nothing yeah. like that. That, that. But the thing. The thing about it that got me, Jim, and this is really the only thing I saw of all of it was the night before he played. There was like a dinner or like some sort of ceremony. Yeah. Did you see the clip of him playing ping pong before the dinner started? Oh no. yeah. There's a clip of him and I, I think he's playing with like Andy Murray or another, it's not Nadal, but another, like one of those tennis, like kind of one of the stars of that era. And he just is playing ping pong, just going in a rally back and forth with some guy. And it was really fun to watch. Like it was so, cause you watch a you watch ping pong players and sometimes it's like, okay, this person's clearly a ping pong player. If they picked up a tennis racket, you don't really know what it would look like. Federer looked like he was swinging a tennis racket. It didn't look like he was swinging a ping pong ball with like his mo- or a ping pong paddle with sure. his like motions and stuff. It was really funny. Were they Were they competing? Um, oh they- yeah, they clearly knew what they were doing. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were just <laughs> trying to rally. They weren't trying to score points. They were just trying to hit it back and forth. But but was, they were hitting the ball It was hard. really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were hitting it hard. I can't
1: yeah. imagine any tennis player didn't.
0: I I, I think what you were saying is there's
1: a lot of really good table tennis players that don't play tennis yes but i don't think there's a lot of tennis players that don't play table tennis
0: yeah if you if you oh uh, yeah that's basically what i was saying is that if and you had, give a tennis player a ping pong paddle i think they would be competent but if you give a, pong, a ping pong player a tennis racket i don't know how well that would train
1: speak speaking of which i've been i i should have wrote the written this down because I wanted to bring it up and now, now it just naturally came up on the east coast I know it's big all over the country right now but there is now a sport a brand new sport which I'm going to describe I, I know you've seen it chair uh, I'm going to describe pickleball as a gigantic ping pong table that people are standing on that's my description of pickleball have you
0: watched a competitive pickleball match yeah you're, you're just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're just talking about the the sport that's played basically on a tennis court, but you don't let the ball bounce. It's a small. It's smaller. It's smaller, but you can play it on a tennis court. Yeah,
1: but they do let the ball bounce in pickleball. Oh, okay, then I'm, I'm thinking of something else then. Yeah, no, the ball bounces, but you're uh, you're on a. I might think it. It's even. I think it has to bounce. That may be why. It's so weird to watch but it looks to me like people are standing on a ping pong table and playing in the the court is a little smaller than a tennis tennis court. And I'm not sure what I, I mean, let's look into the rules or somebody call and tell us the rules of, of pickleball. Why it looks like tennis and ping pong combined somehow. Mm-hmm. 707-895-2448. So I just wanted to mention Federer and, and and Nadal you know, maybe that's a thing to come. Maybe, maybe Federer and Nadal, as they retire, they'll become, uh, maybe they'll enter, uh, maybe we're going to see him in, in, in the major tournaments playing doubles. Is that possible? No, no, he's done. That's a learning curve that take probably takes longer than that.
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I think that was more for show than, than anything else.
1: So, Jer, how about some, uh, some more current stuff, seeing, seeing we were out for two weeks?
0: Oh, uh, we're going to get serious now? For the last twenty minutes of the show, <laughs> let's let's do one of them and see where we go with it. Okay, you uh, now that I have picked those two, you
1: pick one of the two.
0: Um, I mean they're both just weird. Sto- well, that's not true. One's a weirder story. The other's just bad. I, I guess. Let's go with I, bad first. I'll go with yeah. I'll go with the Robert Sarver story just because I lived in Phoenix for six years. No right. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, so Robert Sarver, who's the owner of the Phoenix Suns. For a little while longer, uh, he is selling the Phoenix Suns. Um, that's and the,
1: that's the result that's, of this. That's story. the
0: result. Yes, as a result of an investigation uh, that had wrapped up. Uh, I think it was like a week prior to the announcement he was going to sell a team. That the the articles started coming out on September 13th, um, when he was fined ten million dollars and was suspended for, I believe, the whole year. Uh, from, you know, engaging with the team uh, when a investigation concluded about uh, workplace standards, sexual harassment in, in the workplace, uh, in the Phoenix Suns organization. I remember this kind of started, or like started popping up a little bit right when I was leaving Phoenix, coming back to Portland. So these investigations, they take time. Um, uh, but yeah, so he was fined, $10 million was suspended. And then from there it kind of escalated more uh, in the sense of uh, it escalated to sponsors were threatening to drop out uh, players on the team were kind of asking for his removal and things like that. And then it all ultimately ended up with him announcing he was going to sell the team, uh, which he does have the right to do. There was a whole question about that because there's multiple owners and and things like that. But uh, him as the majority owner can sell the team. So he's selling the team. Uh, Jim, I don't think we have enough money to buy the Phoenix Suns. I don't think that's in our investment portfolio, sadly. Uh, Jeez. I, I guess I have thoughts, but as always, you know, when you heard Robert, start when this investigation was concluded, I don't know, thoughts for you? My first thought was
1: it's got to be pretty bad and pretty clear for somebody, some billionaire like Robert um, Sarver, if they're going to call him a racist, they're going to call him a sexist. They're going to they're gonna call him a sexual harasser, whatever whatever the perfect term for that is. Whatever it is, he's got to be pretty bad to announce that. They have to be pretty accurate with their with their announcements. So, I think that's the reason why there was such a long investigation is because of who they're mm-hmm. dealing with here. And if they don't yeah. have it right, it's going to bounce back at, at the NBA, and and they're going to be get, getting sued in, in, a, in, a, in a bad way if they don't have their, their details right. So my guess is if they're that accurate, that they can get this guy to sell the team, if they can out him like this as being such a jerk, he's probably
0: even worse than that. <laughs> that was my, oh, yeah. you
1: asked me yeah. my first thoughts. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. My my first thought about this was uh I re- I thought back to the last time this happened in the NBA and I be- I, I I think it was Donald Sterling was the, his name was the, 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 the old, old owner of the Clippers. Right. Um and I was kind of thinking about how that all played out. I I hope as someone that, you know, I have a lot of friends that are big Suns fans and, you know, the Suns were really bad for a long time. They had a lot of culture issues and they've kind of gotten over the hump on the court, right? Over the last couple of years, they've gotten better. I hope that the Suns can come out of this in as much a better place organizationally um, in the same way that the Clippers did when this happened. Because the Clippers went from... Again, a racist kind of a sexist in Donald Sterling, Steve Ballmer, one of the Microsoft guys. He bought the team, and he heavily invested in an arena and a culture, and you know became this really engaged Mark Cuban style owner. I was going to say, I I, I I hope that the Suns can get out of this in the same way where whatever individual or group puts together the money to buy the Suns, I hope that they can kind of accelerate them in the same way. And again, the Clippers have not had the success from a championship standpoint, but they were, it was such a pivot in their culture to have that kind of owner. I hope that the Suns are able to do the the, the same thing with whoever ends up becoming the next owner of the Suns. That's very, very organizationally. They're in a great place. They have a great GM. They've got a really good coach. They've got a really good young team and in, in a lot of good places. So hopefully they can get an owner that kind of supports all that and kind of moves forward from there.
1: 707-895-2448. Robert Sarver is getting kicked out of the NBA, selling his team. It's um, it's all good. I mean, I think it's good. It, it, it's good. As I say, if they had enough information on him to kick him out, it had to be really really bad and yeah. and um you know they're counting how many times he said certain words and if, if he said certain words five times and and that's the the information I'll, I'll bet you that word came out of him more than five times yeah i'd <laughs> say more like 500 or five times every hour i don't know yeah. i'm 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 being really mean towards him right now but i i, I feel like i'd like to be mean to him 707-895-2448. Give us a call. Um, let's move to... Uh, we only have 13 minutes here. Let's move to the other even bizarre um, current event in, in professional sports.
0: Uh, Ime Udoka? Yes. Yeah, how, do, how do you say his
1: name officially? Ime
0: Udoka. You That's
1: spell I'm it I-M-E and it's, it's pronounced Ime? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So... <clears throat> This yeah, this, this story is is so it's yeah it's just weird, it, but it's it's weird for reasons that we'll get into if we have time here. So, Ime Udoka uh, was the, well, I think technically I w- we would say still is. That's why this story is so weird, right? Because it's like I don't know how to how to explain him. Because I, I think I would still say is at this point he is. Ime Udoka is the head coach of Boston Celtics. Um he was suspended for the entirety of this upcoming season for having an inappropriate workplace relationship with another member of the Celtics organization. Uh, the reason like right off the bat, this story is weird is because again, like it's unclear what happens after that, where like there's rumors and like unnamed sources that are saying, Oh, he's never going to coach again and this and that, but he wasn't fired. He was just suspended. So he still is technically the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Um, so, but he was suspended for a year for an inappropriate workplace relationship. And then again, if you want to get again to the weird element of this, some reports say it was a consensual inappropriate or a consensual workplace relationship with an employee. Other reports say it was not consensual. It's just there's a lot of conflicting stuff it all lead to the bottom line of he has been suspended for the season as, as the coach. I have thoughts and, and opinions on this, Jim, but as always, you know, you saw it, Imei Yodoka got suspended. What was your reaction from there?
1: Um, my reaction was what's going on here? That, that, right, that's, right. that was my first re- re- reaction yeah. is now you must have a lot more information than me because I speak not anything concrete. Well the conc- concrete thing I, I you're the first person and I've watched this pretty closely, but you're the first person that has even suggested that the affair he had I'm gonna call it that because he's engaged, the affair he had with a with a um, a woman that works for the Celtics was consensual. You're the first person that has said that it possibly wasn't consensual. Where did that come from?
0: I, unless I misread something, there was there was a tweet by uh, Sham Sharania, who's basically yep. right under Adrian Wojnarowski in terms of like ear to the ground of the NBA. Yeah. Where I feel like, and I could totally be misremembering this, but I. Feel like I, I'm 95% sure I saw a tweet from him that said like it's not 100% certain this is th- that it was consensual or not.
1: Well, the owner um, of the team and uh, Brad Stevens, I, I think he's called the the uh, president of basketball operations. I saw them in a press conference saying that. The oh,
0: investi- they did not confirm anything.
1: They said the investigation was done and that he was suspended because he had an inappropriate relationship,
0: consensual relationship. Uh, they uh, never used that word. They never used it. They, and uh. that's why that was my reaction in a nutshell of like, my reaction to this story was it's it's so hard to form an opinion about it because we're never going to have enough information to have an opinion about
1: it. Yeah, that's true. B- and and, and it let,
0: every uh, question that was relevant when, when the, when, the Celtics owner got up there every question that was uh, like a a, a good question from a reporter of like trying to understand more context about the story was we're not commenting on it. And so my reaction ultimately is just, it's I, I can't have an opinion about this other than like I, where I work, you can't have a relationship in the workplace. There's rules about that. So, he clearly violated a, a rule that's pretty standard in organizations about you know workplace relationships. I understand. But beyond that, I just can't form an opinion about it because there's never going to be enough confirmed information to have an opinion about. It.
1: Well, all my all my opinions. You, you know, you said what was my first thought? I, I like it when you ask me that question because I think back saying, "What did I first think?" And my first thoughts was. This guy broke a team rule. And m- right. my first understanding was that it was a consensual relationship with someone else at work there. And my first thought was, name any organization with more than 500 employees that, that there aren't consensual um, relationships on the side, even if there is a rule that says you can't.
0: And mm, um, I don't know if that's fair. i'm just i'm
1: just i'm just guessing and so so i was all my thoughts were based on i'm not complaining about the rule i'm complaining that if that's true it's seen that that it is consensual and the 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 woman's got no problems with it and and i don't know if she was suspended well we
0: don't know that's the that again goes back to the thing of like we're never going to because they asked that question. They're like, Can you tell us who it was? Or can you do this or that? And there's like, We're not commenting on it.
1: I know. And I so, have. so,
0: yeah,
1: so it's, my, my thought was that after going through all that, is something's not right here. Uh, there's more to this that they're not telling us. And the stuff they're telling us is so bizarre. Consensual relationship suspended him for a year. I mean, isn't it you that said, Jer,
0: there's a football player. Deshaun Watson? Deshaun yeah. the- Watson, 20-plus sexual assault-slash-harassment allegations. He's suspended for six games. It, I- so, it, yeah, it's just... So, yeah, again, like, I have nothing wrong with the Celtics suspending him for a season because he broke a, a, work, he had a, a violation in the workplace. Like, I totally get that. If they had fired him, I wouldn't have been surprised. It's just the fact that they they won't give any additional information in terms of like they wouldn't even talk about they asked if it got to the point where a reporter asked is this a paid suspension or not and they're just we won't comment on are are we assuming
1: that um i'm assuming that uh, let's have a time frame here how long is it going to be before
0: we know exactly what happened it's going to take someone telling a reporter under the table yeah, oh yeah, Because it's, it's the gonna Celtics be a, are never going to comment on
1: It's going to be a whistleblower, though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, maybe never. It depends. Because now it's like, how many NDAs are going to get signed? How many, you know, how many paperwork and doc, how many documents are going to get signed by all the parties involved saying, we're not talking about this anymore?
1: Uh, this, just, this, this is uh, this 2020, yeah, is 2022. There's no way this isn't leaking. It's wilds. Um, but, yeah,
0: it's, it, it, but I guess my other reaction to this, uh, and again, 707-895-2448, uh, that's the number to call if you want to talk about anything going on in the world of sports. we got about five minutes left on the show here. Uh, my other kind of reaction to this that was unfortunate, or not unfortunate, was I feel bad for the Celtics players a little bit just because like this is a really good team that was you know really moving in the right direction. Now they've got to get through next year without a coach kind of thing. Yeah, and apparently Brad Stevens is not going to do it. No, no, they asked him outright, like, hey, are you going to coach the team? Uh, And uh, he said, uh, he said, no, he's not doing it.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, All right, well, we're down to less than
1: five minutes. I want to say that the phone lines are still open. If you've been waiting to get in, you just want to call and give us some information, go ahead. We got a caller. Let's take a caller. You got a minute and a half.
3: Yeah, hey, great, great program.
2: Thank you. Um. Oh, I want to comment on Federer and Nadal. They, you, you had mentioned about um, about doubles, and they were asked that, and they both started giggling and laughing, like they <laughs> <laughs> "Did you see how we played today?" Uh, on that tennis part. And again, thanks for the program, guys.
1: Sure. you got a bad connection, I'm going to cut thank you, you thank off you. here. I appreciate that. I-, I think we heard enough there, Jer. Um, um, I-, I wanted to say when we brought that up, I never got a chance, that I believe Nadal and Federer have too much respect for the specialty of doubles tennis. Sure, sure. I, I don't think they've spent enough time even to be competitive. Yeah, yeah Yeah,
0: it's a different game it's a it's a very different sport oh
1: boy is it a different sport yeah
0: yeah uh all right well jim we're back i don't think we lost too much of a step but it was good to be be back in the in the saddle
1: i i really liked it i I like uh sounded like we had sort of a first-time caller really loved the show that last call you know really made me feel good
0: yeah yeah. yep absolutely it's, it was a good one so we'll be back next week uh that i think it'll be what october 2nd is that right is
1: that, is that right
0: yeah i think it's october say it's, it's it'll be the first october edition of the sports phone Yep, uh, october new, 2nd. yeah we'll have a new quiz question we'll have all sorts of new fun stuff to talk about jim and i have a bunch of fun things uh that we're, we're we have on the back burner to talk about that we're looking forward to getting to uh, at some point but with that we'll wrap it up and we'll talk to you next week thanks everybody